Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Hey guys, welcome to the show. We are back with another episode full of useful information you can take away today to help you be a better coach, better version of whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, this Today doesn't really apply to just coaching or personal training, um, strength training, anything like that, although obviously those will be the examples I use, but I think today could be one of the episodes that really is universal no matter what you do for a living. Um, so that being said, let's just jump right in. No, nothing really to promote. Um, although I don't have anything directly to promote, um, part of the uh, reason behind this particular excuse me, episode is thinking of new projects. So you guys hear me talk a lot about new things coming up, programs going on, programs... Uh, you know, that we're working on, things that we're doing. And, um, you know, sometimes uh, I like to get the word out, so I put it out, you know, helps hold me accountable. If I speak out loud and I tell people, it'll hold me accountable for getting it done, right? Like if there's a big project I want to work on that's, you know, not super pressing in terms of I have a deadline, that tends to get pushed back towards the back of the uh, to-do list. But again, if I'm talking about it and putting it out there, people will at some point expect it, and that helps keep me on task. Very similar to how I would set goals for my physical training. I like to do events. I like to do, um, you know, uh, we'll say action goals. You know, I would always um, sign up for a powerlifting meet or a weightlifting meet, a, a Tough Mudder run, um, 5K even, you know, things like that just to, just to have something to kind of train I always liked gearing my training that way. Still do. Still do. Um, that being said, you know, today we have, I have some, some thoughts here and I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this. So um, if you've never lofted, lofted, left a comment before uh, or if you've never um, thought about reaching out to discuss things further, this is one that I really am inviting you to do so. Please leave comments. Please reach out to, to me, uh, to Coach Chelsea. Uh, not because I feel I have a definitive list here. In fact, just the opposite. I feel like I have a few things here that are good um, at uh, this topic, which I'll say in a minute. Um, but I, I, I think there's a lot more out there that may, may, I may be missing. So here's the topic. In coming up with promoting yourself, so when we're talking about promotion, the idea is whatever program you're doing, you, you're going to have to market it and promote it and you know, put things out there that um, you know, entice the audience to purchase your product or your services, whatever the case may be. And sometimes promotion can seem like bragging or can seem like you're um, you know, being boastful about what you do. And a lot of times that can come off as arrogant and it can come off as uh, disingenuous or it can just come off um, you know, plain, uh, what's, what's the right word? Uh, just generic, just plain. I guess that is the right word. Just plain, you know, just, you know, we're the best, come work with us, because we're the best, you know, 
without any metric to judge that on. Or if you say, hey, we are the best in the business uh, and we can prove it. Again, there's ways of doing that without um, putting yourself in the, in, the, in, the, in the light of being overly cocky or arrogant. Just confident in your abilities. So one of the things that, that I think Chelsea and I do well, here we go, uh, is, is you know when we, when we put out programs and we, we do things, we are very cognizant that we are not necessarily the first person to do so. Uh, we do not feel that we have reinvented the wheel of strength and conditioning, uh, nor do we feel like we are, um, you know, the genesis of all ideas. So we will give credit where credit is due. So when we're when we're looking into a new project, you've heard me say this a lot. If I'm going to roll out a new project, I'm going to get some data to help back whatever I'm doing. And if it's something I've learned along the way, so um, I will give credit where credit's due. One of the best examples, something that I use daily, but I'll give credit where credit is due. I did not come up with all of these. I've made some adjustments, I've added to them, and I've done some of my own. But the idea um, were, were my mobility burpee uh, that I do a lot. I've done that. Uh, any of you um, Ottawa University people listening that, that had me as your strength coach, no, I did them there. I do them with the soccer teams that we train now. I do them with my one-on-one clients. I do them myself. But back, way back in 2005, six, somewhere around there, um, a guy you've heard me reference many times before, a guy named Chip Conrad uh, for Body Tribe um, Fitness, uh, he had a series of these mobility uh, burpees and would put them out. And again, I cherry-picked a few that, that I liked personally, just for me, but then I've added a few things to them and put them together in, in, in a particular workout routine and things like that. But it was his idea, and I'll say this, he may have gotten it from somewhere. As far as I know, he came up with them. Um, but the thought is, I, would, I want to give credit where credit's due, right? And I think that's one thing that when you're promoting yourself, if you've got new ideas and you've got things that you are wanting to uh, put out there, it's okay to say that you're influenced by other people. Because what that does is that shows the, the, the audience that you are someone that is out there doing the research. You are out there looking, scouring to find the best products, the best uh, avenues for them to get to their goal, whatever that may be. And so if you're the one doing that, you also have the discerning eye because you have the education and the certifications and so on and so forth. So me looking at someone's program versus someone else who doesn't have the background, I have a little bit more discerning. I, I can I can pull some things out of it. And that itself is a valuable skill that you can offer. So when you are saying, hey, I've got this new program. And in my program, there's some of these mobility burpees. I'll give credit where those mobility burpees come from. That gives people an understanding. But it also lets you know or lets the audience know that, hey, this guy is putting out something that's awesome and something that's great. You know, but he's not trying to lay claim to, I'm the best. I've created everything. This is my program. 
Um, again, none, none of us invented the squat that are, that are alive today, right? But we all use the squat in our programs. And, um, well, I shouldn't say all use the squat, but it's a very well-used movement. But it would be silly for us to assume that we came up with a squat program or anything like that that hasn't been done, or at least a philosophy that hasn't been done. Maybe we've taken some bits and pieces and, and made a new program, and that's perfectly fine, and that's what we do as strength coaches. That's exactly what we do. Um, so again, if you are looking to promote something, if you are looking to promote yourself, uh, more importantly, you know, giving credit where you've learned some of your things is very helpful. Uh, another thing that's helpful is is being human. You know, one of the things that, that Chelsea and I, uh, after five years of being in business, uh, can confidently say, and this is maybe not the best thing that we'd like to say, is that we can look back and we can see a lot of missteps. Uh, a lot of things that we did that we thought were good ideas, it didn't pan out. And you could go back and say, did they pan out because they were just inherently a bad idea or the wrong time or you didn't put enough um, money into advertising it? Whatever the case may be, it didn't work, right? At the end of the day, the program didn't take off. And we've had some of those. We've had more of those than we'd like to admit. But we've also had things that obviously did work and helped to keep us in business for five years. And so, you know, being humble and being able to know where your shortcomings are address them and, you know, learn from those mistakes will allow you when you go out to talk to someone and try to let them know, or you're trying, maybe it's an online ad you're putting together, having that humility and that humbleness and that, that human touch will, people will resonate with that because it's authentic because we all do it. In other words, I I listen to some podcasters, um, and the ones that really draw me in are the ones that do tell you about their struggle. The ones that have said, you know, I used to you know, have nothing and now I've got this, but not just a basic rags to riches story. I'm talking about like, you know, here's what I did. I busted my butt for four years trying to sell this supplement before I was able to, you know, stack this victory on top of this one and then build up to that next level. Right. And that to me is something like, uh, you know, it resonates because I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to, you know, uh, add this program to this program to this program to build something bigger and better to take Upstate Performance Project, you know, real high. And and so the the podcasters or the the influencers, if you will, that come out and say, you know, uh, have great information or put together slick presentations. Not to say that they haven't paid their dues. But sometimes they just come out and they say, boom, 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 boom. Um, then you, you, you kind of wonder like, well, what, have they always been good? Have, have, did they just jump out of the gate and knew what they were doing? That's not right. That's That usually doesn't happen. And, it, and it's, it can be off-putting. And so, you know, being honest with your struggles, being honest about how you came up, where you learned things, all of these things paint a more authentic you. So when you do talk about your successes and when you do talk about your program or whatever it is that you're trying to sell at that particular time, it comes with a, 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 a grain of uh, humility that, that the re- audience can resonate with. They're like, okay, this guy's been trying. He's done some things that worked, done something that didn't work. He's thrown out the bad. He's kept the good. He's struggled. 
but he persevered because he believed in this idea and now ultimately this idea is proving results. You know, it just gives it a little bit more validity. And I, and I think that, that that's not to say that some of the coaches that don't do this aren't valid. Cert, certainly a lot of them are. But again, there's just a little bit of like, I don't know. You know, like a lot of those gurus you read, read about, listen to or hear about on podcast advertisements or YouTube uh, ads, things like that, who, you know, are you a struggling personal trainer? Are you trading time for money? Um, I was like you, you know, doing this, doing this until I discovered this one secret to get me these leads. Okay. What that sounds like, like if you're just taking it face value is, okay, he's trying to relate. He's trying to say, yeah, I was like you. I was hustling day to day, barely making it or making enough money, but have no time. You know, all those things that we've all experienced, you know, and then he stumbled upon a secret. So did he stumble upon a secret because he just was researching and he finally found something he was looking for? Or did he or she uh, get past this nugget of information down from somebody else? Or, you know, how? <laughs> what, what were they doing that they just stumbled upon this secret or until I found the secret out, figured out this secret? And, and again, it's not to say that people can't be innovators and, and literally figure something out. But again, what would be a better marketing tool is to just say, hey, I did this, 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 and this. And I know there's some trade secrets that you might want to protect. So keeping that in mind, you can you know, still at least present it a little more authentically because otherwise it just sounds like, what am I doing wrong? I've been training all this time. I'm, I'm a smart person. I've done this. I've done that. Why haven't I found the one secret that made me you know, a millionaire? Probably because it didn't happen or... They're, they're you running a system that has been developed and it's just trying to sell it as, you know, they're trying to be relatable, but it's not coming off as authentic. And I think that's, that's another uh, big piece of things in terms of uh, your ability to, you know, be, uh, be uh, what's the right word, uh, authentic without being overly, uh, overly cocky. Um, the other thing that I find is very helpful when you're promoting something is to be, um, you can be really proud of what you've done, right? We don't want to be prideful, but you can be proud in your accomplishments because, or, or, or not just accomplishments, just proud of, of where you are and what you're doing. I used to, and this is going way back, but back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, I was hearing a lot of people say, uh, who were my age um, at the time, so we'll say early 20s, um, would say, um, yeah, I'm just a personal trainer. Like, hey, what do you do for like, oh, I'm just a trainer. As if that was conveying a low level position that you're not proud of, that you're eventually hoping to move up into management or something like that. And that, that's fine if you do hope to move up. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but that's not where you are now. You are a personal trainer now. Take pride in it. Just like if you are um, working in any kind of job that you don't love or you feel is an entry-level job and you want to move up, excuse me, you want to move up, treat that position that you're currently in 
with respect. Be proud of what you're doing and do a good job at it and be proud of that and, and be proud that you're proud. You know, let people know, hey, I love doing this. I'm, I'm taking good care of this, whatever job it is. Um, and, and, you know, we've all been there, right? Like I've been through a, a drive through before, you know, getting a coffee and, you know, you order something and the person hands it to you. And uh, just was like, yeah, here's your here's your coffee. Now it may have been good service in terms of it was it was fast. It was exactly what I wanted. Coffee was hot. Price was okay. So all those things were there. But the person giving it to you was not really enjoying their job uh, and 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 not really selling it. Didn't make me feel like I want to come back. Versus people that you know, there's a there's a new place here in in, in Greenville. Uh, I think it's a chain, but um, it's on my way to work. And it's good coffee. I wouldn't say it's the best coffee I've ever had, but it's good coffee. But every time you go, the people that are, you know, working the little drive-through are like super stoked. They ask you questions. They're having fun and they may be paid to do that. They that may be part of the hiring strategy is finding people like that. It may be a script <laughs> that they're running because uh, the owner decided that that's what they wanted to do. But either way, it comes off as authentic. The people are pulling it off well. And it makes you like, yeah, you know what? I will stop by there for coffee again because that was an enjoyable um, experience because they're taking pride in what they do. So when you are talking about your accomplishments and you're trying to sell yourself, so let's say you're trying to get a job, um, not just a job interview, let's say Let's say your company or your training program is trying to land a land a contract with a with a sports team, um, you know, to, to train them or something like that. Take a sip. Mm. Um, you can come off and say, "I'm the best. I've done this. I've done that," and just go down and list your accomplishments, which you know can speak for themselves, and that is good. A, a good example. Um, there are things that Chelsea and I have done, you know, that we are very proud of. But we could go on and say, okay, we've we could list ten different athletes that we've worked with just in the last year that have all gone on to colleges, you know, and played well, well more than ten. But again, we could just go down. We put this person at that college, this person at that college, this person there, and did we ourselves directly put them there? Obviously, not just us, but us their sport coaches, their parents that paid for it all, and, you know, their desire. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, right? It's not just what we did, but we were part of that process, and, you know, we're proud to serve our part in that process. But if you acknowledge it as your part in the process, and you're proud of what you've done, you could sit, you could easily say, when you're trying to pitch this to someone else, rather than say, oh, yeah, these people that came through my system are all in college now implying that had they not gone through my system, they wouldn't be in college. And that's not necessarily true. What is true is that your program did help them achieve that goal and you were part of that process. And you can be proud of the work that you've done um, and proud of your accomplishments so that when you are trying to get another job or land another gig with, a, with a, say, a club team or a pro team uh, in your area, you are... You know, wanting to show your success, but also acknowledging that, you know, you're part of the, the, the plan. And that's being a little humble. Um, but going back to your, your showing your accomplishments, one of the things that, that 
I think really helps. And again, it's bringing that human aspect into it, that you know, one-on-one -on -one relational uh, touch that I think is is huge. Is when you go or when we go and talk with someone. This is what what Chelsea and I like to do. We'll tell a story or tell a tell a particular example of one particular incident or one overarching theme that we're super proud of. Because again, I have had professional athletes in the gym and we've trained them in the off season. And I would even like to say that some of the training that we did do in the off season helped those athletes, you know, stay in the role they're at and or come back from an injury and come back stronger. But I know that I did not make that person a pro athlete. They were already a pro athlete before they came to me. They just chose me. They looked at the credentials or they looked at whatever information they had and they chose Upstate Performance Project. Okay? So we did our job. We, they came in. We did what we, they asked. We, we gave them what they were looking for and they were on their way back to their sport. And that was great. That's what they paid us to do and we did our job. But I'm not going to sit there and say, um, Oh, I train pro athletes. I do this. I do this. again. That is implying that I'm taking everybody that I train with and turning them into a college or pro athlete. What that should say is, you know, I'm, I've, you know, we've worked really hard in the sports performance industry, understanding this and this and this and this about how to put together programs for different scenarios, helping kids understand where they go, and you know, some of our biggest successes are when we've had athletes that, you know, come in not only have improved their athletic performance. But we can see they've grown uh, as as humans. You know, they're they're understanding what they're doing, how they treat their body, and how that's going to help them on the field, but also help them be better teammates, be better leaders, uh, all of those things. And then what we're really proud of is six, seven, eight years later, when that person's out of college and people are coming back and still asking us for some some fitness help or asking us for references on a resume they're using us those are the kind of things that we know we've really made an impact and that's what we're really proud of and so those are the things those are the bits of information that when you're trying to talk to someone and you're trying to sell your program or sell your services that's what makes more of a difference you know another quick example example is We've, we've run into this, and, and again, I, I'm never in the, the game of bad-mouthing anyone or, or putting anyone down, but I will say I have seen some advertisements uh, of sports performance gyms that will just put the, the highlight reel on, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with highlighting someone hitting a big PR or a big lift, um, you know, breakthrough anything like that that's cool and and, and it sh you should use it if you've got something like that going on use that as promotion sure but if all you're doing is showing highlight reels I mean that's fine in the sense that if you are just you know helping to promote them or you know showing what kind of things you do in the gym that's fine but if you are saying that you took the athlete you know uh, from here to here, that's kind of what you're implying, and that's not always the case. I and mean, we've had some people that have come and just to get a, a you know a, a drop-in workout at our at our gym. You know, maybe they're maybe they're a CrossFit athlete um, or a weightlifting athlete that you know their gym is closed or they're traveling and they've just popped in. And maybe I've taken some video just to you know show what's going on in my gym that day. 
and I happen to catch a massive clean. I mean, that's happened. We've had, we've had people in our gym cleaning, you know, close to 400 pounds, uh, and, and even hitting PRs. They were just passing through or dropped in. They're a friend. They, they dropped in, worked out, you know, did that work out there. And if I post that, I'm implying that this person comes in, follows my programming, and, and I've gotten them to that, to that level. Now, maybe I have, maybe I haven't, but we'll never know unless you can show that, that progression and show that proof. So what, what Chelsea and I have done is, you know, we have athletes that we have helped get to college, right? And helped get to that next level, whatever that may be. Now, the athlete generally, like I said, usually comes to us already a good athlete or good at their sport, right? And they're just trying to do the extra stuff to, to make them better, um, all that good stuff. But what we what we'll do is we'll we'll film you know progressions along the way. Maybe not every single workout, but big workouts, workouts where we know that it's going to be kind of our level up, or we're looking for certain few things. We'll film those, and then we can go back over the course of a year, two years, um, and put together kind of a a highlight reel of just that one person, and not not even the highlights, a progression. We'll say because. That shows that when this person came here, this is what they're doing. And when they left us, this is what they're doing. And we're really proud of that. We're proud of that progression. So, for example, I'll, I'll use, I'll, I'll use an, an athlete that I'm currently working with. Her name is Braylon Bright. She's a lacrosse player. Uh, she plays at Lindenwood University, a D1 lacrosse program out in St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, she was a stud um, lacrosse player before I even met her, I think. I met her right before her junior year, I believe. Uh, maybe the summer before her junior year. I think that it's been so long now, four years ago. Anyways, she was a great lacrosse player. She's tall, she's thin, very athletic, um, and, a, and a very aggressive player, but again, wasn't particularly strong, or at least not, you know, not blowing the doors off the strength world. And so when we worked with her over the course of her junior and senior year of high school, and then I've continued to work with her, you know, uh, in conjunction with her college strength coaches, um, uh, helping her to stay on track in her off seasons at college, there has been a progression, right? It's not as if, you know, everything she did was, was great, you know, um, with us, and then she's never progressed since then. Of course, she's still progressing even in her her uh, current uh, 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 college. But the thought is, we took her from, you know, barely able to say, you know, squat 60, 70, 80 pounds, and I won't say how much she weighs, but she's very lean, muscular um, athlete, uh, but she can easily, easily squat two times body weight. Now, she can clean um, probably one and a half times body weight. Um, and, and so these are things that we've worked on over the last you know few years and taken her strength to the next level. But we have documented that along the way. So when we show a video of her or kind of clips of her, it's you know squatting the bar, squatting 95 pounds, squatting 135, squatting over 200 pounds. You know, th- those are things that, that we are very proud of because we know that is something that, that we did. Now, those skills, obviously, the strength and, and the conditioning part does translate to better lacrosse play, or, or at least gives her more potential to be 
to utilize her lacrosse skills at a maximal level, right? Our job as strength coaches is to get the athletes better on the field or court or pool or wherever. So we know that in our capacity, which is strength and conditioning, we did our job. Chelsea and I did our job with Braylon. And, and one of the, we're very proud of that. We're proud that we have that situation. Now, we could go on and say, you know, every athlete that we've worked with, we've got, you know, we put, you know, this many people into college. And we are proud of that. That is something that we are proud of because that's what they've come to us wanting. That's the goal, right? But as I mentioned before, being proud of what you do and taking credit for everything else that goes on in the athlete's world or the athlete's journey to that next level, you know, you have a small role in that or a, maybe it's a big role, but it's a role and you're not the only one in there. And a lot of times programs are putting those things out that, you know, when you go to promote yourself, hey, we've, you know, we put a hundred people in colleges and we've done this and we've done that, done that. And again, yes, maybe that many people have gone on to play college sports that have worked out with you for however long. But the idea is you helped get them there. You didn't put them there. And it's all in the wording. And so you can take credit or you can be proud of the work that you've done and the help that you've given that athlete and the the um, ability that you've expanded for that athlete, right? Or the capability. But you need to word it that way. And so again, being proud of what you've done without being you know, overly boastful about all the accomplishments and all the stuff that your that your gym or your your programming has has led to. Um, another thing I'm very proud of, you know, that if I'm if I'm trying to promote myself as a strength coach, right, um, I could go back and look at the few years I was at Ottawa University and look at some of the teams that won conference championships while I was there. Did I have a direct role in that? Well, possibly. You know, I had a role in it, right? But I didn't teach them how to hit better, the softball or baseball players. I didn't teach them how to, you know, serve or pass better in volleyball. I didn't teach them, um, you know, how to shoot a free throw. I didn't teach them proper tackling techniques, all of these things. No, I didn't do any of that. Those were the sport coaches, right? And you can argue that, you know, those kind of things have to be there. But what we have done as strength coaches is we've enabled the athletes to do what the coach needs them to do. So I have played a role and I'm very proud of that. And I'm very proud of those conference championships that some of the teams I've worked with have won. But rather than sit there and on my bio say, you know, I've produced this many conference championship teams as a strength coach, um, you know, which is factually true, right? The way, the way you market that or the way you, you put it out there is like I was a part of X amount of championship teams, right? It's, it's again, bringing that humbleness into it, acknowledging your part, acknowledging the success, people can fill in the dots. So if I'm trying to talk to a, a say a new um, club, uh, say, say a, a new lacrosse club team that I want to uh, be their strength coach for, rather than sit there and say, I've produced, you know, 14 different conference championship teams uh, in my three years at, you know, Ottawa or 15 or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Rather than say it like that, I was a part of 
14 or 15 conference championship teams you know, in my time there. That coach or that administration will understand, okay, they know what I they know what I mean that I that my program put that, but that doesn't put come off as like my programs are the best. So again, it's saying everything you want to say. It's getting the point across that you're competent, you're skilled, and you know what you're doing, and you can get those athletes to that next point or you know whatever it is you're trying to sell without being overly cocky, without saying I'm the best and we're the best. So. Those, those are some of the biggest things, like, like I said, um, at least in my, my opinion. Um, the, other, the other things that I would say, um, I, well, I, let me say this real quick. To wrap up the pride thing, being proud of who you are, right? Taking pride in what you do. Um, that, that I should, should tie that up with saying, um, even if your goal is to move up, when you're doing what you're doing now and taking pride in what you do now, that is what opens up the door because people will notice that and people will notice that you take pride in what you do and you can be proud of a job well done without walking around saying, look what I did, look what I did, look what I did. People will notice you. Um, that's what I wanted to say. Um, the other thing is... Um, again, showing, you know, some grace and, and, and letting people know um, along the way who have helped you. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, giving credit where credit's due, you know, so you're not just taking credit for everything that is done or everything that you've put out. But also showing people who have let, you know, leveled you up a little bit. You hear a lot of... Um, uh, people talk about mentorship and having mentors, and you've heard me talk about it. Um, and it's because it's important to let people know that a having a mentor is a great idea, um, and having a mentor uh, can really, really help if used correctly. And 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 but being grateful for the help that someone has given you. Um, and I've had people that I would not have called a mentor at the time, but I can go back and look. I'm like, man, I learned so much from that person or so much from that experience. I'm very grateful to have had that opportunity. Even if at the, at the time, I didn't recognize how it was going to help me you know, way down the line. Like the best example for me is um, the, the time I spent at... Um, uh, at Ottawa University, one of the things that had nothing to do with sports, had nothing to do with uh, um, strength and conditioning, it was on the teaching side uh, uh, that I did there. And in fact, it was not even in the teaching, it was in the administrative role that I had there. Um, I had a dispute between two professors that I was in charge of. And I was, it was in the first week of this new admin role. So I'd been there for a little bit, but I'd been promoted to this, or I shouldn't say promoted. It was more of a title than, than anything, but it had some, some responsibility. Um, but I was given this responsibility and the, within the first week or so, I had a dispute between two professors that were, they weren't, I wouldn't say getting ugly, but they were getting heated and it was up to me to intervene and kind of solve the problem. And I had a solution. 
and I walked up to my boss, the dean, and I said, hey, here's what's going on. Uh, here's, here's what I want to do. It wasn't like, can I go do that? It wasn't necessarily asking permission. I was basically fishing for any ideas. In other words, I went to the dean. I was like, hey, I, this is what's going on. This is what I'm thinking about doing. Um, sound okay? What do you think? You know, uh, and she said to me in the moment there, she's like, remember in your interview for this job, we asked you how you'd handle situations similar to this. I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, you gave the answer that we liked, which is one of the reasons we hired you. I'm like, oh, okay. Right there, right. That empowered me to go like, oh, duh, right. She doesn't want to have to do that. That's not under her job purview. That's why she hired me for this job. That's my job to figure out. And she's given, she knows or believes I have the tools and skills to go do that job. So if I sit here and bug her on every decision I make, she's going to really regret hiring me because she hired me to handle these things. So I've got to go handle it. And I, I just assumed at that point that if I had made a huge mistake or if I made a big error, you know, she might step in and fix things, but at least empowered me to just take action. And it hit like a ton of bricks then and it really made me feel good. It made me feel like I knew what I was doing and it, and it validated a lot of, you know, um, uh, feelings that I was having. But I look back at that and that happened, I would say that was like 2000. 11 maybe somewhere in that range maybe 2012 somewhere around there um and so 10 years ago i look back at that and man that alone was such a a, a pivotal thing in my professional career that has helped me in so many other things like when people have hired me to do a job or pick things up it's given me confidence that they have hired me as the fitness expert or the weightlifting expert or whatever it is to go and do my job and not continually seek that validation every step along the way to make sure I was doing it right. Because even if I was in the right, my heart was in the right place saying, hey, um, I think I'm doing this right. Is it going to head in the right direction? Are you okay with this? Are you okay with this? I have the confidence now to, to go and do the job that they hired me to do. They've hired me to do this job. They obviously think I'm capable of doing that job. I'm going to go do the job to the best of my ability. And it gives me the confidence to think, to, to go through that and work through problems. And so that's something that I've been very, very grateful for. And so, again, I would give um, Dr. Hogan a ton of credit there. And that may have been, she may not even remember that moment, but it was a pivotal point in my professional development that when you go out and you're talking and you're promoting yourself and you're trying to get new clients or, or, or land a, a big... Uh, promotion or land something and you're talking about yourself and you're talking about what you can do and your skills, there is a point in which you, you don't have to brag, but you can point out, hey, I've got all these skills or I've done all of these things, you know, but in a way that you show some humility, that you're grateful to other people uh, for, for help along the way, that you're really proud of what you've done, but you're not prideful. Right? Um, and at the same time, you, you have shown and demonstrated the ability to handle all of these things. So you can, you can convey that without just coming outright and saying, we're the number one you know, sports performance place in Greenville and we've trained this many athletes and put this many athletes in there. Again, even if that is all true and even if that is 
you know, a big feather in your cap as a professional, the way in which you convey that says a lot or will at least first impression leave some people with a sour note or saying, you know what, I really relate to that to that uh, trainer or that coach. You know, they you know, they seem to really care. They seem to really understand that it's more than just sets and reps. It's about, you know, character development or whatever the case may be. So hopefully this helps give you some ideas on how to kind of put some, not just workout, or, uh, man, I can't even think of the word, <laughs> put some um, proposals together, right? Uh, but also if you are asked to go promote yourself or promote your product, or if you work for a company and they want you to go promote this, rather than just list off all the stats, you know, try it again, be human about it, show the gratitude, show some humility, uh, pride in what you do, understanding how what you do impacts other people on a different level. Again, create that meaning and that will help you get your next gig. All right. Hopefully that helped. I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day.